Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All right, 97.1, the death march continues. Tuesdays with TJ. This is sure to be electric. Now, TJ, welcome. Thank you. I will say, Sully won't give you credit for it, I put eight to five odds on you just calling in and going, oh, I got to do treatment. I never thought you'd be here this week after you guys got jail sexed on Sunday. Uh, I considered kind of running the car out, off the road on the way in. <laughs> Jesus. Just, uh, yeah, I mean, not going, you know, going about 20, you know. A, a, a slow roll? Like just did, a slow like, roll. Like Denard Robinson in, into the, tire. I mean, into I the wanna... pool or whatever it was in Jacksonville. <laughs> I don't want to injure myself. Just, you know, flat tire. But All right. So, I mean, I will ask you a series of questions that I don't really know what you're willing to answer. But away we go. Uh, why are you guys in a coma again in the first half? Uh, wish I had an answer for you. I mean, I know it's not funny, but it's something that, you know, it's been really bad for us, you know, not going to lie. I mean, it is what it is. I mean, we, we tried to, uh, tried to switch some things up this week and, um, you know, I thought practice went well. I thought everything that, that we changed, you know, kind of get out, get off to a better start. I thought that was going to be a, a, a good, uh, good changeup for us. And for whatever reason, uh, you know, started off uh, uh, really bad again this past game. So um, I'm not sure what it is, you know. And I think, uh, you know, the coaches obviously they feel like they play a big part of that. But to me, you know, the players got to go out there. We got to be ready to go from the first snap. We got to make sure that it's, you know, we're, we're making the thing go, whether it's, you know, a guy making a, a big hit to start off the first series, you know, making a big run for seven, eight yards, kind of get the, kind of get the energy on the field, energy on the sideline, get going up a little bit, you know, and it's just something that, you know, we've obviously done a very poor job of. So let me ask you this. All right. Now this has been the theme this week and I don't know how much I subscribe to it. It just seemingly, why not just give up running the football early? Why not just come out, two-minute drill, Stafford seems more comfortable, you've played in up-tempo offenses, mm-hmm. it's the only thing you haven't tried. I mean, is that even viable, or is that just fan speak here, where you're going to be like, Michael, that's stupid? I think you look at every avenue uh, to you know what you can possibly change up and possibly do different. Uh, going into games. I think this past game, without giving too much, we kind of had a plan to get started fast, but, you know, the first series of the game, we started on our own two-yard line. It's kind of hard to, uh, you know, kind of get rolling there. We had to run it, kind of get a little bit of breathing room, and, uh, you know, that's just the way the game happened to start for us uh, offensively, so... Um, but yeah, I think, you know, obviously the coaches put together the game plans, the players, we got to go execute, but you know, you look at every single, every single possibility, you know, do we go out, do we start, you know, do we huddle up? Do we take our time? Uh, do we go out there just lightning tempo, go fast? I think that's, that's something that we, we, we've obviously got to look at, you know, and, and make changes if they're necessary. Uh, 248-539-9797. If you want to dial in, TJ Lang with us. Stunned he has arrived this week. Uh, well, here's one you can't answer. What's wrong with Stafford's hand? <laughs> I think Coach addressed that. Ah, uh, come on. Check the report. Damn it. Sully? 
Yeah, I mean, do you want to go to the questions from the people already? Well, I mean, listen, we got we got we got a lot to cover. I want TJ's opinion about last night, but I don't want to divert from the the disaster of Sunday quite yet. We have the rest of the hour for that. Oh, thank you. Well, TJ, what do you want me to do? If I don't ask you about Sunday, I look like a jerk. I mean, I know you're not going to answer certain things. What do you want me to do? You guys got you guys got you guys got executed on Sunday. Yeah. I mean, it's obviously tough to talk about. You know, it's, how do you uh, how do you go here? I, let me ask this this way: mm-hmm. You sit back, you go, you watch the film after the Cleveland game. You go, wow, we no showed in the first half. Yeah. Then it happens again in Chicago. Then it happens again in Minnesota. Then it happens again last week. Now, look, you've changed practice times. You've changed instead of deferring and taking the ball. I mean, but but like the how the hell in that locker room do you look at guys? And nobody does it. Does anyone say anything, or does everyone just sit around and look as confused as your coach? No, we do. I mean, we do. We have. I think we have excellent leaders on our team, and I think that, that that's the frustrating part because w- when things are going bad, it's not easy to put a finger on one thing and say that's that's what we got to fix. And there's some you know recipe that this is what we got to do different. I mean, I've been a part. You know. I've been I've played a lot of football games and I've been part of teams that you know get go out and pregame are just super intense the energy's there I mean everything's great everything's popping and you go out and you start flat and I've been a part of games where you go out there and it feels kind of dead in pregame it feels kind of dead in the locker room you feel like you've got a lack of energy and you go out there and, and you start on fire and and I don't know why that is you know I don't know I don't know what what the reasoning for that is it's just it's to me, it's not about going out in pregame, and it's not about guys screaming and yelling. It's about everybody taking individual responsibility that, you know what, I'm going to go out in these first, whatever, if we've got to start fast, these first three or four plays, I'm going to do it to the best of my ability, and I'm going to get going. I think that is the mindset, but we're obviously slipping somewhere, and and I think that it's not a question of, you know, here we go again, here we go, the doubt's creeping in again, here we go, another slow start. It's just we got to we got to nip it in the bud early, and we got to make sure that – Individually, guys are, you know, everybody's taking responsibility, go out and get started started fast. And it's been something that, you know, hey, it's, I don't think that we, after the Cleveland game, we're like, man, you know, that's the type of football we want to play. We knew it was a problem the way we started slow. We knew it was a problem against Chicago. Obviously, it was a problem against Minnesota. And, and we've tried to address that things, but it's still not showing up. And we just got to take it upon ourselves as players and especially myself being a veteran guy on the team to kind of, kind of helping everybody else out to get guys rolling, man. It's just, uh, it's, <laughs> There's nothing that you can do to say, this is how we're going to do it. It's just got to happen. It's got to happen naturally, and guys have to understand, and especially now where we are at the point of the season, the urgency is there. I mean, it's basically playoff football for us here on out. Uh, so you went – yeah, I mean, you were banged up. You got the foot go. You, you got a million things wrong with you. But the bottom line is, you. it looked like you got stepped on. When Stanford scrambled, did he step on your foot, and then that's what drove you out of the game? Uh, no, I think you know I had something I was dealing with from the uh, Thanksgiving Day game. I missed a couple practices last week, and uh, you know just popped up again on me on Sunday. Got rolled up on a couple times, uh, and it was you know I, obviously I think it was pretty obvious that uh, you know I was limping around out there a little bit. But you, you were know, on a wooden me, peg. Yeah, I mean, but for me, it's it's the twelfth game of the year. Everybody's hurt. Nobody's out there battling, going a hundred percent. I mean, everybody's got something that they're dealing with. And to me, that you know, I'm no different. I got to play through some things. If I'm if I'm able to go out there and still feel like I can get the job done, I'm going to do it. And there's times where this season where I. I obviously haven't been there when I went through the back uh, deal in, in New Orleans and went through the concussion against uh, Cleveland, but it's this is grind time, man. You, you only got so many games left in the season. You got to do whatever you got to do to 
help the team out and, and make sure you're you're available and you're going out there and you're giving it your all. So that was that was something that I just it wasn't an option for me to you know think about coming out of the game at that point. I, mean, I, had much, to, I had to miss a series when I had to go in and get retaped and try to f- yeah, fix no, some things with my shoe. But well, how much of a role did it play? Like the third and one is what. Yeah, I mean, again, that, you, was, you, that was brutal on my part. Yeah, I didn't look great. No, I just was the injury a part of that, or did you just flub? No, the, I mean, watching the film, I was frustrated because I just wasn't moving the way I usually do, and I think a large part of that was due to. You know, I, I was struggling to push off. Uh, you know, with the, with what I was battling with with my foot, but um, yeah, that was something. I think you know, I've always battled it. You know, when you get to fourth and one, when you get to third and one, when you get on the goal line, I mean, the natural instinct is you want to fire off and you want to lay a lick on a guy. And, and on that particular case, on that third and one, I went to just go fire off and just put my full body weight into the D tackle. He kind of took a step out. And I basically whiffed. (laughs) So that's something I just got to, you know, and it's been, it's no excuse on my part. I mean, this is my ninth year. I know how things work, but sometimes you get that adrenaline going. You just want to go out there. You want to fly around, lay a pop on a dude. And he made a move and, uh, you know, I just got tripped up there and fell down. So obviously a big part of that game too, which was, uh, even, you know, the most disappointing thing. Well, like I, and I know you guys have had seven line combos on the year, which is never good, but like, what is the reason like you and Rick, when you signed, mm-hmm. it, it was a big deal. It right. really was. And there was talk before the season. I'm not going to lie to you. I thought this was before I knew Taylor Decker had the the shoulder problem. I go, you know, they got a shot to be one of the better offensive lines in the NFC. Mm-hmm. What is it where you and Rick haven't been able to have that impact and make that right side a real go-to? It's just, now I know Rick, obviously, I mean, he may be dunzo, the, the, the way that looked on Sunday. You've both been banged up, but what is the reason? Is this a scheme? Is it a, a fit thing? No. Is it you two just haven't played great ball? I mean, what what is it? Uh, I think it just comes down to consistency, really. I think uh, when you play on the line, your your mistakes tend to be magnified, uh, you know, a lot, especially with the mistakes that I've had uh, personally, where I've had a couple penalties at really tough times of the game, and then I've had the obviously the third and one this past game. I mean, that's you know that's a huge play in that ball game that gets magnified. If that happens on a first and 10, people might not be talking about it because you can recover what happens on third and one. You don't have a chance to recover from that. So I think it's just been the consistency part. I think, you know, Rick for the most part has, has had a solid season. I mean, he's, he's just in the, he's in the same boat I am. You know, I think we both for the most part, you know, been doing all right, but there's just comes a couple key plays in every game that you kind of you really wish you could have back, and that's normal Holy for me. Number seventy six offense. I think the timing of it's kind of been <laughs> kind of been brutal for me. Thanks, Sully. I mean, my God, I'm surprised we made it this long into the show. Actually, before that, I'm gonna you know what? I'm gonna really up. have to look into this system. There's something wrong. It keeps malfunctioning. Mm-hmm. Just the automation on it must be off. To I want to tell you. I Maybe wanna... you should switch spots with David. He probably doesn't have a. You know, you said Any that you said that last week that. too. Maybe I'll look into that. Let's switch next break. I'll check the report and look into that. I want to ask you about last night's game. I don't know yeah. if if did you hear any of my take the segment before? Uh, or you already turned off the radio. No, I didn't. Okay, I didn't. let me let me refresh you in the commercial break, and then mm-hmm. I want to get your take from last night, and then certainly we'll get the people involved. If you've got something for TJ, uh, look. This is me saying it, not him. I don't want him in trouble. But uh, there's not a whole lot to talk about with this team. They're kind of dead as a doorknob. So. If you got something football, that's great. If you got something non-football, I don't care. We try to have a good time with it. 248-539-9797. You really want to treat TJ? Here's Sully. Go ahead. Tell him about the – Oh, gonna... oh, man. Hey, TJ, you got to be in the market for this in the offseason. He's about to sell you exercise, buddy. <laughs> well, <laughs> All right. 
TJ, uh, last night's game was a bit of blood sport. Before we get to the people on the phones and get some of the questions, the rapid fire, I know as a fan, I wasn't totally comfortable watching it. After mm-hmm. Shazier's injury, I was creeped out. And yeah. then you see, you know, Vontez Burfecht, who's a dirtbag, but uh, Juju tried to kill him. Then George Iloka tried to kill Antonio Brown. It's just a it's. Give me your perspective. Does there ha- there has to be a line where you guys respect each other as human beings? I think most guys do. Obviously, last night was uh, bad for the league, in my opinion. Um, you know, with the emphasis they're putting on player safety and all those type of things. I think they did the right thing today by uh, you know suspending a couple of those guys, trying to send a message to get those that those type of plays out of the game. But uh, even I was a little bit uncomfortable when I I didn't watch the game live, but uh, you know last night when I was on social media looking around, I could tell something was going on. So I looked up the replays and uh, Shay's ears was was really scary. I think anytime you see a guy with that type of body language laying on the ground, who obviously knows something. Really bad just happened. Uh, makes you sick to your stomach, uh, knowing that you know that could be anybody at any given time. But the other hits were, and, and look, you know that game Pittsburgh Cincinnati throughout the last you know three four years it's has just nasty. been a, a blood sport type of game. There's always something coming out of that game. It seems like where there's suspensions or injuries and. You know, playing those type of division games, the rivalry games, the intensity is jacked up a little bit. The adrenaline gets boosted a little bit, and and guys just kind of lose that that sort of fine line between should I take this hit, should I not? And they really want to go out there and send a message and put a hurting on guys. Not saying that it's you want to end a guy's career, that type of thing, but you want to make sure that you know they're feeling you and. uh I, th- I thought it was a rough night, to be honest with you, plain and simple. I thought, you know, a lot of fans uh, hearing some responses today, reading some articles, I think there's a lot of people that, uh, you know, were a little bit disturbed by 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 those those hits that happened last night. And for me, it's something that, you know, obviously as players, you know that any given time there could be some somebody out there trying to rip your head off. And, uh, you know, but for the most part, I think the respect, the mutual respect out on the field Far outweighs the guys that are out there trying to take hits and, and, and really hurt guys. It was so. a tough weekend for the league because you got to add Gronk into the mix too. I thought out of all the things that happened, I thought his was probably the worst. And really, it didn't make sense to me that you know, you know, uh, Smith Schuster got the same suspension that Gronk did because his block, although technically was illegal, I mean, it was probably two inches away from him just lowering his shoulder into his chest and being a legal block. I don't think that was the type of hit right. that was egregious trying to hurt the guy. I thought he was trying to spring the play, but what Gronk did, I thought, man, that was that was really really bad. And for those guys to get the same suspension. I don't necessarily agree with that, but I do agree with the fact that the league did something, uh, took it into control, and said, you know, we got to put an end to this. And ultimately, by taking taking a game away from all those guys, hopefully, you know, the rest of the players around the league get that message. Um, people love the cliche bell, by the way. I know you don't like it, but people enjoy it. Uh, Ask TJ about his thoughts on the Silver Dome failing to be destroyed. Did he have any memories there? Uh, yeah, thoughts. I. <laughs> thought it was pretty funny to be honest with you i know there was some problems with the explosives but um and i saw all the all the tagline all the punchlines and all that going around social media i thought some of them were pretty clever but uh yeah i did have some good memories there i went to a few games not not lion games i went to actually a few 
Motor City Bowl games back when I saw one what? game, Chad Pennington, Randy Moss playing for Marshall oh my God. <laughs> in the Motor City Bowl. And I actually played a couple of high school games there. I played uh, state championship my, my junior year at the Silverdome. Uh, I don't know how that turf was legal, to be honest with you. <laughs> I mean, that bad? Just, it was brutal. It's like it was literally like playing on on this carpet that we're <laughs> we're sitting on right now. Oh boy, it's like a putt putt almost. Yeah, like mini it was, golf. It, it, exactly, and it was, but it was hard. It was like concrete, and then a little thin layer of uh, it was almost almost like Velcro. And I mean, there was a lot of guys on our team for weeks that had those huge turf burns on their shoulders and knees. So I don't know how guys played on that in the NFL, but uh, did have some. Some pretty good memories of, of uh, being at the Silverdome. Should Blashill be fired? That's a yes. <laughs> well, come on. You're not going to answer for the Caldwell ones. You could certainly yeah. throw Blashill under the bus. That's wow. different. I mean, the team blows. They're yeah, terrible. Hockey, what do they have, 82 games? I mean, And they're going to lose 70 of them. Oh, come on. DJ, they're terrible. There's a lot of hockey left. Time out. <laughs> Hold on. Hold on. The coach calls the team out. Then they go to Montreal and go, hey, watch this, Blashill. Yeah, that was rough. And lose 10-1. to 1. <laughs> What, are you kidding me? Come on, you're uh, a ticket holder. Yeah, I mean, they're not playing great right now. Oh, my. Blashill should be fired. call for somebody's job, man. Why? I mean, you know, it's, well, because things can turn very fast. Into what? This team's not going anywhere. Yeah, time will tell. What has happened to this guy? I have some friends that, that play for the Wings. and Oh, come <laughs> on. Well, then I personally you know, know Coach Blashill. Okay. Well, I've met him a couple times. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> come on. He hasn't done a good job. I mean, I'm sure he's a wonderful human being. Yeah, but he, and I know you don't like to talk about hockey the whole lot, but I think that the development, I think, has been off a little bit. You know, there's a, lot, there's a couple really older guys that are kind of at the end of their career and then a couple nice young guys, but they're kind of missing that middle – core players you know you mean I think talent that can carry the carry the team a little bit you but. looked like cronwall on saturday <laughs> yeah I, I definitely didn't feel great that's for sure let's go come on you know the address let's go d what is that uh that was david challenging caller d yesterday to a fight oh yes very christian of david do we have d's uh measurements no, we don't. Oh, wait. Don't matter. Oh. <laughs> no, don't matter. Okay. Let's go, D. I know you listening. <laughs> oh my God. Um Oof. Wow. Well, which creature has the smallest brain, TJ? A, a ferret, B, a fly, or C, Jim Caldwell. Oh, I, I knew that was coming. Uh, I'd have to go with B. <laughs> And I think it's a fact. You have to check the report. Which of the following always sleeps through the first half? A, a drunk guy. B, a dead guy. C, the lions. You have to check the report. A and B. Which of the following cannot get 11 players on the field successfully? A, Bill Belichick. B, Mike Tomlin. Or C, Jim Caldwell. Okay, good. Glad we did that. Sully, you want to do the rapid fire now or on the comeback? Uh, on the comeback would be great. Yeah, right. coming up you, next. Are you about to sell people a Bowflex? <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was fun. Uh, no, I will not be. We will be uh, just coming back momentarily, Mike. TJ, send us out. Come on, give us a 97-1. Don't do it. Don't bother. I'm not an employee here. We, we, only, <laughs> o- only, only teams with winning records get to send us out. You will sit there. 97-1. 97-1. All right, let's get the rapid fire. We've spent enough time on the disaster of Sunday. We get your questions for TJ. 
Sully, please turn this song off. It is beyond creepy. Yeah, that was brutal. Kind I of say it's Roberto your best you. work, Roberto. All right, rapid fire, Sully, go. Roberto at its best right there. All right, TJ, what is it like, people are asking, blocking for Teon Green? Your thoughts on him, obviously, you know, just his talent and what he can bring to the table. Yeah, I thought uh, with Amir out, he definitely provided a little spark. Had one nice run in there for, you know, 30 yards or so. And the uh, rest of the game, you know, we didn't do a great job kind of opening up some holes for him. But definitely, uh, you know, it seems like a natural runner to me and runs with some power and had a had a nice touchdown there in the second half. So. Question for me across the desk. Why do all your running plays look the same? Um, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, they're definitely not the same. They all look <laughs> terrible. How about that? Well, I would. Uh, it's hard to argue that. I mean, we haven't been doing a great job. I think that's fairly obvious. All right. Everybody. Sorry. Back to the people. What's on your Christmas list? <laughs> uh, I can't remember the last time. <laughs> <laughs> Christmas. A running back, a new ankle for Rick Wagner, a new coach. Uh, I could use a new iPad, actually. Is that somehow like a shout like out it. to your wife or? No, I mean, because most of the, I, I'm not, I don't really need anything. Let's just go buy one. Well, I don't know, because then my wife gets mad at me when I buy stuff around the holidays. Oh, Stevie. Yeah. I know you're into I know you're into fitness. I might be able to recommend something a little later. Oh, what do hey, we got? you um, should try the Ab Deluxe. <laughs> <laughs> I, got, I got Jack LaLanne as a call screener. All right, go um, ahead. All right, TJ, which game was worse for the NFL? Raiders-Broncos brawl last week or last night's Steelers-Bengals game? I think last night, anytime you have multiple guys leaving on stretchers, uh, obviously pretty scary. Pretty scary look there. Next. TJ, at any point during the game, were you thinking about how you were probably going to end up punching Mike in the face today due to the smart-ass remarks? (laughs) No, but I think I did... uh, Text Mike. Mike yes. and I were going back and forth after the game, and I, I said, uh, the show is going to be fun this week, I think was my <laughs> response. So, I, you yes. know, I'm obviously, you know, it's it's tough coming in here and sounding like a broken record some weeks talking about what went wrong, but, you know, it's what, I, what's what, we, uh, what we signed up for. And, you know, got to obviously uh, try to explain some things to the fans that are curious. So, you know, I have no problem coming in here and taking the heat, which uh, oh, most of the time on. is well-deserved. It's not that bad. No, it's not that bad. But, you know, it's it's. I'm not going to go hide under, under a rock and be afraid to, you know, accept criticism. Next. Uh, this a few Michigan fans asking your thoughts on Willie Henry, if you think he'll be a good pro. Uh, what? Yeah, I think he's a they solid player. Him. He's a young guy. I think uh, was see a rookie, maybe second year guy. I know he's young, but yeah, I mean, from what I could tell, you know, definitely has a thank solid, God solid talent. Thank God we addressed that question. I wouldn't no, that's, sleep. No, tonight. that's that's a legitimate about question. The, uh, playoff concerns. That's, that's a legitimate question. <laughs> Next, um, can you ask TJ if he knows what the term lionized means? Uh, no, I don't. You don't have to give me the definition. Come on. Well, I've, heard you, I've heard you speak about it before. Right. Yes. Lionized. You know your fate. You know you're in a hopeless endeavor, and the money's good, but you know professionally you will never accomplish anything ever again. Lionized. Is that uh, in the Valeni Dictionary? Did you create that term? I, I'm just telling you. I've worked in the city long enough. You know what lion? You know what where lionized did come, where is? Where did it come from, though? 
Did you create it? No, I wish I had created you, it. No. I did not. No, That's, but like every coach, for instance, when Caldwell allowed nine people on the field on third and seven, he's been fully lionized. Now, he was re-lionized after the pass back and forth kind of thing, back when you used to have fun playing football for Green Bay. Marty Morningwick, taking the wind, lionized. Bobby Ross, I don't coach that stuff, lionized. <laughs> Everyone has a moment. Jim Schwartz, don't say we're scared because we ain't. Even though we faked the field goal in the pouring rain. Lionized. That's lionized. Okay, I understand it now. I think Golden Tate's been lionized. Yes. How so? I think he just meanders here, longing for the days he was in Seattle, and even though they never threw him the ball, he still won games. He um, just, Golden looks very sad. I d- hey, a lot of guys are frustrated, you know? Have you ever asked Jim Caldwell a question and he just blankly stared back at you? No. Okay. (laughs) Have you ever held a mirror under his nose to ensure he was breathing? Okay. Uh, Next. How about this question? Something we talked about a lot on this show. What what are your feelings and thoughts on the Harbaugh and D'Antonio Twitter beef? Uh, Pretty childish. I mean, I think it's pretty clear who the... uh, who the big dog was this year and has been majority of the last decade. So uh, I did hear some comments today about the playoffs, though, trying to expand, which I think every coach that's outside of the top four feels the same way. And everybody that's in the top four is very happy with how the setup is. Good Lord. (laughs) Next. You feel like this Lions team typically has had more injuries than the average NFL team does? Uh, No, I don't think that's ever crossed my mind. I think it happens... To the majority of teams, obviously some teams, like I think the Vikings are pretty much out there at damn near 100%, which is a, an anomaly. Most teams are playing with a couple guys who weren't there to start the season, and that's just the way the, the you know football tends to, uh, tends to work out. My Giants are pretty healthy. Next. <laughs> this question, very detailed question here. Hey, when Matthew Stafford goes to the line, how often would you say that he audibles out of the play that's called? I understand he has the power to do so. I would just like to know what your estimate of the percentage of plays that get changed at the line. That's a very detailed question wow. from Fred. Uh, well, I think the average fan can tell most of our offense is no huddle and called at the line. So It's really working well. guess that kind of Where are we at with the, the teriyaki uh Audible, by the way. Are we working uh, on that? You know, I was, but I'm just really sick of the way you've been treating me <laughs> the last couple weeks, especially. So, uh, yeah, we threw that out. Sorry. Would you like a deal on a sweet exercise bike? He could help you. I, would, that, would that help uh, mend the situation? Yeah. At least, <laughs> well, I need some feedback on how the equipment uses, and I, I know Sully doesn't use it, so uh, somebody else will have, I'll have to read some reviews I will be happy else. to get you the information, and I will oh nothing but good things. Next. <laughs> TJ, how should I propose to my future fiance? Any ideas? Uh, oh. <laughs> no idea. <laughs> how did you propose to your wife? I can't tell that story. It's quite embarrassing to be honest. Oh, what do come you mean? on. No, let's learn something about you. You can't tell me you want your coach it fired. Takes... Yeah, you've got to tell yours first. Oh. What do you mean? Let's let's hear your story and then I'll tell you. Oh, sure, you there's nothing wrong with it. It was but it's it's very typical me. Mm-hmm. Very quiet, very personal, at home, surprised her the night before we were leaving for a trip. She had no idea. I kept the ring in my vehicle for two weeks because I couldn't have it in a house. It was a wreck. Hmm. And it was just me and her. We didn't tell anybody. We went on our trip and one day we were coming home. That's when I said, Okay, 
let's let's make the call to our parents and all that stuff. But very quiet, very personal. I don't I don't like the whole. Oh, I'm at the halftime of the Bills game. <laughs> you marry me, baby. <laughs> Unscramble the letters. <laughs> uh, mine was similar. It was actually kind of botched uh, at first. I was going to do it. Uh, we, we had plans to go out to a nice dinner and then I was going to do it afterwards and the ring ended up getting delayed <laughs> by a couple of days. So I had to kind of scramble at the end and it turned out to be uh, right before I had to go back to Green Bay for training camp and I just kind of came up with something off the top of my head and we were packing up the house, getting ready to leave and I, you know, hit it in one of the drawers and did what in I had to drawer. do. Yeah, it was, oh, I, I mean, I was scrambling, man. I had no idea. I got the call like the morning I was supposed to do it. The lady said it was delayed. The ring would be in until tomorrow and at that point all my plans had already been I had already had everything planned out and I had to delay it and I really had to come up with something. It wasn't very creative, but it was very obviously personal and just between us at home, and that's, not, you know in, not in a public setting. And that's how it should be. There yeah, you go, listener. Go ahead. Next. We're running out of time. Shut here, your mouth. Next. Uh, <laughs> TJ, walk us through your typical off-season workout. <laughs> Oh man, I, I don't. <laughs> we're out of time. That's where it should be. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of bow flex, a lot of a uh, lot of exercise, bikes. No, I mean typical Check out stuff. Peloton if you're. Yeah, no, I think. Uh, oh my. <laughs> two, <laughs> two days a week, upper body. Couple days a week, lower body. Start running when you get closer to, uh, you know, OTAs, those type of things. But nah, I don't know. Pretty generic. I'd. I'd have to say nothing. At what crazy. point this off season? Hi, me again across the desk. Go At ahead. what point this off season will you demand a trade? Oh, come on, man. Okay. Uh, next, one more. Come on. We Let's don't see. need any more bogey. Next, TJ. Whose responsibility is it to make sure there are eleven men on the field? <laughs> Not the uh, guy with two watches. Players or coach? No, oh, everybody. I think there's got to, you know, Ooh. everybody. Oh, the cop-out of cop-outs. No, I think Coach addressed that in his press conference and took responsibility. And for me, I wasn't. I had no idea what was happening on the play. I he knew took about responsibility it the next quit. day. And Coach, I think Coach addressed that. So uh, I really have nothing else to add. To God, you, a two-parter to that. Is Jared Davis to blame? He is the middle linebacker. No, I mean. No, nobody, nobody's playing the blame game. I think. Damn it, I love no. the blame game. And No, I, I honestly have no idea when it comes to defensive substitutions. All I know is that Coach Caldwell took, took responsibility for it, and, and it is what it is. You know, I think it obviously you'd rather be caught with more men on the field than, than too few, but, you know, it, it is what it is, and Coach, uh, Coach addressed that and, um, you know, we'll move on from it. He should donate his game check. All right, thank you. That's the rapid fire. I'll get you the info on that bike, too, during the break. Unbelievable, Mike. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.